Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is game day, so it is time to check in on what the players and coaches had to say during this week. With a short week, we still had a lot of press conferences, a lot of quotes from players and our coaches. And during these Tuesday and Wednesday press conferences, we got to hear from linebacker Jordan Brooks, who talked about what the Rams do well on offense and how this year's Rams team is different with the quarterbacking of Matthew Stafford. They do a good job throwing the ball. Um, you know, linebackers, we got to be great in our zone coverages and also man coverages. They got some good receivers. They like to spread out the field, go empty a lot. And so this week is going to be a good challenge for us as far as getting in our zones and um, perfecting our coverages. It's a lot different. They, they run a lot more 11 personnel. Like I just mentioned they like to throw the ball a lot. Um, he's a gunslinger. He can, he can throw it all over the field. And so... Like I said, it's important for us it's, you know, to hit home on a, a pass rush, get in our zones as linebackers and, and stay on top of the DBs. Jordan also had the opportunity to respond to a question that Pete Carroll had on Monday. He was asked about whether or not having Shane Waldron on the staff has helped the team prepare defensively for the Rams. Yeah, there's some things that they you know, obviously favor in the offense that we've seen, um, which uh, coach coming into uh, training camp that we got to, you know, face a lot of ones-on-ones with the offense. And so, you know, we can go back and look at that and ask, you know, ask Coach for some some tips. You know, he's been there. He knows what they like to do and um, help get further prepared for the game. Now moving on to our quarterback, here's what Russell Wilson had to say about how Shane may have helped the team's preparation for Los Angeles. I, I, was think, I think having Shane around is just great because you really get to know uh, kind of their players. Obviously, we, we, we've played them so much. Um, over the years, but um, I think he just has a great understanding of, of who they are and, and just kind of the players they are and everything else. They got a lot of great guys on that side of the ball. And it's just, um, you know, but I think on a short week, you don't, you know, you, you have enough time to really focus on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to install. And, and uh, you know, we have a great understanding of what they try to do on defense. And uh, obviously they're, they're, they're very good at what they do. So, um, you know, it'd be a great challenge in, in a good way. Here were Russell's thoughts on the Los Angeles Rams football team as a whole. They look like a great football team is what they look like, like I always do. I think that, um, you know, obviously Coach Morris, he, he's been uh, a tremendous coach for, throughout his career, and um, he really has those guys flying around and making plays and stuff like that. So um, we have to be on our A game. I think the biggest thing is obviously, um, you know, they, they, they mix in their coverages and their shells and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I think their defensive line is obviously extremely talented. The linebackers are, can fly around, make plays. They're, they're, they're secondary, too, as well, with all the players they have there, too. So, um, they do a lot of great things, and um, we're going to have to play our best football game. Getting more specific, here's what Russ had to say about Rams corner Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, they've done a really good job of mixing uh, Jalen around. Obviously, he's such a tremendous football player. You know, he can do everything. Um, and he can really, uh, obviously, cover guys. He can make plays on the ball. He's a physical tackler. He's just, he's really intelligent, too. You can tell the tell on film. But they've mixed them around. They've put him outside, obviously, which is, is, is a normal thing. But also, they have him inside playing some slot and um, he'll, he'll pressure off the edge some too. And he's just um, a really good football player that you can versatile. You know, he's one of those versatile players that's always been a playmaker. Um, and so you really respect how he plays the game. Of course, getting ready to face Ramsey and that talented Rams defense is no easy task, especially on a short week. I, I think the biggest challenge always is just the preparation part of it. But I think we're always ahead of schedule with that. You know, I think, um, you know, I always, you know, get up, you know, as soon as, as soon as we got back, I started watching film, you know, on the plane and, and, uh, and then as soon as we get back home and, kind of get ahead of schedule really and um you know as long as you have a plan we've done it we've done this a lot you know we've played those Thursday night games or these big 
big uh, prime time games, whatever you want to call them. But I think the biggest thing is always being prepared and being ahead of schedule. So um, it's something that we've, we've done very, very well, something I really pride myself in. And so uh, I feel great about you know what, what, what we're trying to do and how we're, how we're going to go about it. One thing the Seahawks will have to sharpen offensively to have a good shot against this Rams team is improving their efficiency, particularly on third down. For the most part, I think we've done a good job on first and second down. I, the times that we've struggled on third down, I think we didn't do great there. And it was it was third and long. You know, we make you know, these third, eight, nines, tens, elevens, fifteens plus. You know, those are those are tricky in the NFL. You know, and uh, we play good teams too. You know, so you know when you're in those longer distance situations, it's it's a lot tougher to convert those. Um, you know, I think that we've been very successful for the most part when we're you know third and six or lower. I think that's that's where we want to be at, and that's any football team, right? That's that's all of us, right? So we want to be in that, those situations. So I think if we can stay on schedule, um, you know, those are, those are our best situations, and I think we've done a good job of of that. And in, in, in terms of efficiency on first and second down, for the most part, but the times we've had a penalty or something didn't go right or this or that, I think that's I think that's where we um, where we put, caught ourselves in a little bit of trouble. So I think we'll we'll make sure that we continue to work on that and make sure we fix that. One player who has continued to improve for Seattle on offense and who we expect will continue to prove helpful in third and long situations is wide receiver Freddie Swain. Here's what Russ had to say about the second year receiver's progression. You know, what I love about Freddie Swain, um, since the moment he's gotten here, he's, he's put the work first. Um, and I think about this offseason, you know, about Freddie and ever since he got here, he put the work first. But I think about this offseason when we were down in San Diego and all the guys were all working out together and having a good time and, you know, putting in the hard work. I think the thing about Freddie that was really great was you could tell that he was playing for a purpose. You know, he was playing for his family, he was playing, you know, for his daughter and playing just for this meaning of, of you know, trying to be the best that he could possibly be. And uh, I really love I really love him. He's, he's an energetic guy. He's a guy who uh, who knows his stuff. You tell him one thing, you don't have to tell him again. He gets it. He's, he's spot on. He's extremely smart, extremely cerebral. He's a guy who's got great hands, got great route runner. Uh, he's physical in the running game. He, he just can do everything. And I really, I really uh, love Freddie's mentality, you know, what he brings to the game. He, and, um, you know, you trust him. You know, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing in playing, playing this quarterback position, receiver dynamic. You got to trust those guys and got to trust where, where you're going to be, how I'm going to be there. And then when something does go crazy and go, does go array, you know, can you show up? And I think that he shows up in a great way. And his mentality, is, his attitude is right every day. Um, he comes in and he works extremely hard in the weight room. He works extremely hard in, in, in the uh, meeting room. He sits right in the front with him and DK and takes his notes, asks questions, does the right thing. He's a true pro. And uh, he's, he's been that way since day one. And he's getting even better at it. And that's, that's where it's a dangerous thing to see Freddie Swain just getting better and better and better every day. So I love it. Now let's hear from Swain about that touchdown pass that he scored against the 49ers. Thanks to that Russell Wilson magic on Sunday. I just played off of the uh, the linebacker. I think it was 51 that played out. I just played off of him. Um, when I look back, I seen he escaped and I, I had a chance. So, And finally, closing out the player section on a fun note here, Russell Wilson was asked about his decision to embed a 49ers mascot, Sourdough Sam, in his pregame report that he passed out to his teammates and then quizzed him on it last week. Yeah, number forty nine. Yeah, I should try to uh, I try to throw that in there just to see if guys would recognize. You know, you put on a long list of you know players, and you know sometimes the guys you know just read through it. You know, so I put number forty nine, sourdough Sam. And, you know, it's a real possible number for somebody, but obviously nobody's wearing that right now. And so to uh, <laughs> to throw that in there was it was was pretty good. You know, so yeah, DK caught it. He's just like sourdough Sam. <laughs> and so, but the thing is, once they get the answer right, doesn't mean doesn't you know they gotta they gotta you know. Uh, 
I still got to get, I, I quiz them once they get the answer right, just to make sure that they didn't just reading through. So I'll quiz them on a few other things about the, the notes. So they have to, now they have to read it, you know? So it's one of those things that, oh shoot. Okay. All right. You know, here's my three questions for you. So uh, Post-it got it this week. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is yet, but maybe after the game. That's it for the players. Coming up next, we will hear from coaches Pete Carroll, Shane Waldron, and Ken Norton Jr. We're going to kick things off on the coaching side with Pete Carroll's Wednesday press conference. Here was his update on wide receiver D. Eskridge, who has been ruled out for Thursday's game. It's not a setback. He was just trying to get back, you know, and, and as, as he had to do work to see where he was. And then the work gave us more information, you know. Um, and so um, we're still we're still waiting for him to, to clear totally in all aspects. And, and we, we're really careful with this and really want to make sure that we look after him and all that. So we're going to be patient and, and, and work our way through it. So um, it, it's unfortunate, but, it, it, you know, obviously he had a, a real serious concussion and it's taken some extra time than, than maybe some of the normal ones, that if there's such thing as a normal concussion. And here's his update on running back Chris Carson, who is listed as questionable for Thursday with a neck injury. He has had a kind of a long-term, you know, uh, I guess it would be kind of a condition that, that he's dealt with and sometimes it flares up and sometimes it doesn't. And it's, you know, we've, we've tested him and MRI'd him and all that kind of stuff. And it's no different than it's been. It's just, it's just obviously inflamed right now. And, and so uh, we got to see if it quiets down. Big news. A lot of Seahawks fans were following on Wednesday was seeing the release of cornerback Stefan Gilmore from the New England Patriots. And Pete was asked if the Seahawks took a look at Gilmore before he was sent to Carolina in exchange for a sixth round pick. I've told you guys, and, and because it comes straight through what John's personnel department has always done, we're in on everything. And I know after seeing that Gilmore was released, even though he wasn't actually released because ultimately the Patriots traded him, I, I was excited about that potential. But with the idea of having to trade and then take on that contract that Gilmore has, maybe just a little bit too steep for the Seahawks. I think maybe they would have been a little bit more serious had he ultimately been released and not available via trade, but uh, we'll never know. So moving on to notes from Shane Waldron's press conference, let's hear first what he had to say about going up against his former team for the first time. Personally, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, to state the obvious, great relationships with people I've, uh, I have with people out in L.A., and, uh, but as far as the game goes, you know, I think there's uh, two separate things that uh, worlds that I'm living in right now, and and it's a football week for me. And excited to be in a Thursday night game, it's Thursday night setting, divisional game, uh, just like last week's was a, it was an important game. Uh, no different this week as we approach this this one coming up quick. Shane also talked about the Rams' pass rush led by Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald, who have tormented Russell Wilson over the years. You know, Eric Henderson does such a good job with with getting that rush plan going. Uh, you know, with with Leonard Floyd and and with Donald and with all the guys, they have a lot of different guys that uh, uh, they can get into that rush plan, uh, and they work, like to work their games and and create havoc up front. So just understanding what they're doing, knowing knowing what's gonna what we can expect, having a plan and and being ready to counter them. Closing out Waldron's quotes, he also spoke about the Seahawks' problems on third down. The, the biggest thing for us is it's, it's always going to come back to that efficiency on first and second down because if we can have as many of those third and six and less, you know, just like the, the rest of the NFL is, you know, you have a better chance of success in those scenarios. And I think for us, you know, when it comes to those third downs in particular, just keeping a work on that execution, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting the ball out of our hands, 
you know, getting our getting ready to uh, to pick up all the different pressures and stunts that, that come our way and continue to do a good job with it. And knowing that it's an area that we need to continue to strive to improve in. And, and but it all starts with that first and second down execution so that, you know, a lot of our drives that that end up in points, you know, it's almost, you know, you're limited those third down uh, chances throughout those drives. And it's uh, it's no coincidence that a lot of those times those can lead to to touchdown drives or field goal drives when you can eliminate that part of it. Let's wrap things up on the defensive side of the ball with Ken Norton Jr. He was asked about his justification for giving Ryan Neal a chance on Sunday, and Neal shined in coverage against tight end George Kittle and came up with a few key hits for the Seahawks. Here's what Coach Norton had to say about it. Uh, it was just one of those things where you felt that you wanted some speed on the field, and uh, Ryan has, you know, he's been a, a great contributor to our to our defense and. Uh, He's played some really good football for us. Uh, he's seen it. He's really fast. And uh, he's the type of guy that works well with others. All the guys like him. And he makes plays. I think every time he gets in, he makes an impact. You watch him on the special teams. Every time he steps in for someone uh, who may have been injured at his position and now stepping as a, as a dime, he's been uh, an impact player. Ryan Neal showed up when he got his shot. But one player who hasn't yet gotten his shot this year is defensive lineman L.J. Collier. L.J. is a competitor. He's he's working hard. Uh, he's got a heart of a champion. He's continued to improve. Um, and he wants to play. Just because he's not playing doesn't mean he doesn't want to play. He's, he's out there fighting every day. And you can see improvement. There's no question in this game because he has, you know, he can. You've seen guys in his position uh, act differently. But he's being a champ about it. And uh, I know we all know it's hard, but. He's uh, continuing working, getting well, getting better. And uh, uh, again, he's a heart of a champion. He's competing every day. And finally, this will be the Seahawks' first opportunity to go up against Matthew Stafford with this Rams offense. Here were Coach Norton's thoughts on the new Rams quarterback. No question, Stafford is a, a veteran. Uh, he's thrown a lot of passes for a lot of yards, so he's seen a lot of things. Uh, he has a really big, strong arm and can make all the throws. So he's certainly a guy that... Uh, as you can tell, he's really making an offense move. All right, let's close this out with a quick look at the injury report. And Seahawks wide receiver D. Eskridge will be out for the concussion, as I mentioned before. Coach Carroll said that Chris Carson will be a game-time decision with his neck injury and that things were looking good for Benson Mayoa, who is dealing with a neck injury as well. But he sounded the most optimistic about Mayoa playing in this game against the Rams. Daryl Taylor and Carlos Dunlap were both full participants on Wednesday after being limited earlier this week. And DK Metcalf was a limited participant with a foot injury on Wednesday, but he is not carrying any injury designation going into this Rams game, so he is ready to go. The Rams, meanwhile, have no players carrying injury designations into this game, although Daryl Henderson, Tyler Higby, Johnny Munt, and Taylor Rapp were all limited in practice on Wednesday. And that's going to do it for this show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Be sure and check out fieldgoals.com. Going to have the game day thread for you there. For those of you who like to join in on the comments throughout the game. And if you want to commiserate with other Seahawks fans on the Stefan Gilmore news, Mookie Alexander has his article up at fieldgoals.com. In transaction news, John P. Gilbert has the article about how Jay Sternberger was taken off the Seahawks practice squad and signed by another NFL team. 
But, you know, maybe some of you didn't even know that Jay Sternberger was on the practice squad, so that might not hit you the same way that the Stefan Gilmore news did. You can check it all out at fieldgoals.com. I will be here after the game. Not sure which day it'll be, but we will be talking Seahawks football after this Rams game on Thursday night football. So until then, go Hawks.